Concerns. Do we need a drink? No, I have my uh, okay. alcohol here. Okay. Well, we can just get right into it, actually, if cool. you want. Yeah. This is the studio. It's air conditioned. It's very, it's very air conditioned. And you can sit over there. Me? Yeah. And then we're ready. To, where's my? Gotta have my Perrier. We're recording already, right? Yep. Good. We, we were recording in the parking lot, I assume, right? Uh huh. Yeah, I'm wearing a lav. You just can't see it. <laughs> Clever disguise. Uh, if you want to turn your ringer off, sir, we'd really appreciate that. I have previously done that because I'm a professional. <laughs> really? You've done this before? You've recorded uh, audio before? I've recorded audio before. Okay. I wasn't sure. A couple times. Hmm. Okay, so... Uh... This, this will be a recurring sound effect, though, here. No, not that weird echo thing. This it sounds good. Do you like... It sounds pretty good, though. I think it's a yeah. good sound. Hey, everybody. Hey, uh, welcome. Uh, this, is, uh, this is the new show I'm doing. This is Johnny Pemberton here. This is the new audio show I'm doing. It's called Live to Tape. It may not be new right now to you. It may be something old you've been to before. But if you're here right now, you're here with me. We're out of time. It's Live to Tape, the executive buffet with Johnny Pemberton in studio. Do you want to say something? Yeah, you know what? Here's who you should have on the show. Who should I have on here? Johnny. It would just be a cool because Johnny right. Pemberton is here today. J.K. Yeah, Simmons is also here today. Right. You should have Johnny Simmons on the show. Okay, it's 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 noted. Yeah. It's been it's okay. been a audio note. Uh, can we take a note of that? I get Johnny Simmons on here. I thought it already was noted. So why did you have to say? Can we make a note of that? I want to make a secondary note. I'm suspicious that that might not happen. Well, um, I'm sorry. We have to start off this way. Dude, we already started off with, like, you, you sent me to the wrong place. And yeah, I did. I sent you to the wrong place. That was actually, what if that was a test? <laughs> what if I was just some sort of weird uh, kind of guy who, like, I, I, would, yeah. I could probably get away with that, right? Okay, with, what yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I walked nice. up to the door at 2.59 of the address you gave me. There was a little buzzer. I rang it. Nobody answered. Nobody I answered. could have been like, screw it. I'm out what, of here. What the hell is that, that address, Dustin? Oh! <laughs> well, uh, yeah, uh, that email you sent was great. I'm beating on the front door. <laughs> see, uh, now the, the tone that you applied. No, I didn't see. I didn't say that. No, you say asshole. The implied asshole tone that you... It's interesting, God, living in a world now where we in a world. communicate in a world, where we communicate <laughs> in writing 90-some percent of the time. There's yeah. always this, uh, there's often, I should say, this like implied tone of voice. Like if I don't put a, an exclamation mark and a smiley face after oh, yeah. every sentence, people assume I'm pissed off. I pretty much always put a smiley face on everything I say now. The little, yeah. the little colon with the uh, secondary. Um, yeah, no, I've started doing it just in conversation. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll finish a sentence, and then I'll just say smiley face. 
so that people know I'm happy. Right, because you have to. I feel like I have to do that all the time because I think that's what uh, my girlfriend always tells me is that you know people know that you're pissed off. I'm like, I'm not pissed. It's like, well, yeah. your face is you, telling them that you're pissed off about this. Oh, in real life, not yeah, in, in real not life. In computer land. Not in computer land. I think I'm better in computer land because I have control over it. You know what I mean? Well, see, so you're you're of, you're of that generation, aren't you? I guess so. You know, I'm yeah. I'm not technically a millennial though. I guess maybe I'm technically a millennial. You're not. You're not a millennial. I don't know, you're only like, you're not, you're like forty nine, fifty, right? Yeah, I'm fifty yeah, so, years old. Yeah. Just you're how, very well preserved. Do you, do you talk about how? Oh, it's a, Jesus. We got a big birthday coming up. We got a couple of big birthdays coming up. We got up a in couple big. So. <laughs> that sound you made it sounded like some yeah. sound like a foley artist. <laughs> That's just the ice in my uh, my in your... liquor that I'm drinking. What are you drinking? Is it gin? No, it's water. Okay. It's water. I'm sorry. Well, if you're if Simmons is English, right? Simmons, yeah. It's I'm a, I'm a mutt from from all over the mostly yeah. the British Isles. So you don't have, you don't ascribe your uh, anything to any particular ethnicity. You know, you don't take joy in anything no, like St. Patrick's Day or I, some shit. I really miss that when I was a kid, being kind of uh, uh, homogenous. Yeah, kind of a mutt, which is I guess you know Americans were all mostly mutts, yeah. but. Yeah, I mean, I had friends who were like, uh, you know, black, you know, Latino, Irish, mm -hmm. Italian, whatever, and I was just like, ah, I think like Irish and Scottish and English and Welsh, and somebody said that you know my mother's mother had one sixteenth, you know, Black Hawk. So okay, my, because you can tell I. Look it's so. usually Cherokee, I guess. Yeah, not That's, Cherokee. Yeah, I, my grandpa used to say that uh, if your family's been in America for more than. Five generations you have Native American in you, no matter what. Yeah. Even if you don't want it, I want it. But well, it could come in handy, like on a college application or something. Yeah. You know, you get that, you know, that little minority extra credit might might get nudge the you over the edge. So you didn't have any sort of traditions growing up where you got to engage in that kind of stuff. Well, we had, yeah, we had sort of very traditional traditions of, uh, you know, yeah. Christmas waspy traditions. Yeah. Lawn care. Lawn care. My first job. Are you serious? Uh, my first paying job was mowing lawns for, yeah, believe me, we've been going, we have two teenagers at our house, and of course, you know, it's 2016, so right. they don't have jobs. You know, they're just like <laughs> rich white kids growing up in the valley, so, I mean, you know, when I was 13 years old, and my dad was teaching public school, and right. my mom was raising three kids, you know, if you wanted something, you had to go work for it, so yeah, right. it was mowing lawns, and then I was bussing tables, and then I was uh, I never bust. I delivering bust. pizza. Oh, that was Super fun, yeah. My uh, my oldest friend and I were bus boys together at the Bob Evans Farm Sausage on Route One Sixty One in Columbus, Ohio. You want to do a commercial for them right now? I do not. What if I do this to you? What if I do like this? Say something now, Bob Evans. Bob Evans Farm Sausage. <laughs> no one beats our meat. <laughs> Bob Evans, Bob, come on down to Bob Evans, and we're going to wrap your skin up so tight it's going to be juicy. Route 66, Route 69. <laughs> we graduated to uh, actually, uh, we were promoted to dishwasher, which I, I was a little unsure of. Seemed more like a lateral move to me at the time. Yeah, it definitely seems even now like a lateral move. Yeah. Uh, but then we ended up, uh, we were both 15 by this time. We ended up being like the two grill cooks at this like 
insanely busy restaurant where there would be. This is what people tuned in to listen to, Pe- right? People, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not kidding, though. I mean, any, anything you think is boring, magnify that by the power of 10, and that's what it appears like to someone who is sitting in a cubicle in uh, Skokie. Right. That much more boring, you mean? <laughs> no, or or no. 10 times less boring. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Paul Lang. Uh, my uh, my old uh, junior high buddy and I uh, bussing tables and promoted to grow cook so that on a Sunday afternoon there would be a line like wrapped around the building of for the people who were dumb enough to wait in line for sausage cooked by a couple of 15 year olds you know who may or may not have been giving them E. coli every Sunday this is in Michigan this was in Ohio after Ohio. I was born in Michigan and right. uh, and moved to Ohio when I was 10 years old so my guys, family came with me you guys ran <laughs> They moved for you. Yeah. It's like, JK, we think you might have a promising future as a lateral move to dishwasher, <laughs> which will allow you to sort of subvert that status and become a grill cook. And if you guys run it together, you can sort of sleepily take over the business from the owner. Absolutely. And that, that well, yeah. Bob if, we had, Evans. if we hadn't gotten arrested outside of the Bob Evans that year, we we, we may have gone further in the What'd you guys do? Industry. We... Um, one of us had just gotten home from a vacation. I think it was me. So my buddy Paul came over to, you know, hang out, sleep over at my house. And as we were wont to do at midnight or 1 a.m., we would go out and walk around and, like, do stupid shit. This is 16, 15? This is, uh, yeah, 1969, 70. And, um,. So we uh, uh, were out there walking, and it was illegal. I mean, there was like a curt, like you couldn't be on the streets. Like, really? Yeah. At, well, they were under about- eighteen could not be on the streets after eleven p.m. Oops. Just like in general. Was that because of communism? It was because of the communists. Yeah. And um, no, it was because of I don't know whatever John Birch. Um, oh, oh, the Birchers. So, so we would go out just to f- go out, and right. sometimes you know groups of us would do really stupid shit. But Paul and I were just like walking around and then they said oh hey there's new whatever you know salt shakers or something at the restaurant you know right. and uh, so we walked like a mile to the restaurant and we were peeking in the windows at four o'clock in the morning oh. and uh we're, we're you know by the side of the building facing each other kind of looking in the windows and then just kind of hanging out talking smoking cigarettes and then i see paul's face go a little bit white and half a second after I see that, I see a cop car pull around behind Paul. Right. There's one behind me. There's one behind Paul. They throw open their doors. They come out, guns pointed. Holy shit. And, you know, tell us to throw up our hands, which we do. And, uh, you know, I mean, they saw a couple of dumbasses hanging around a restaurant, you know, at 4 o'clock in the morning looking in the windows. So somebody called and said, you know. These guys are going to steal our meat. breaking into the trying to, you know, beat our meat. And, uh, yeah, that was my first, no, yeah, first trip in a paddy wagon. You guys got put in a paddy wagon? Oh, dude, we got, we got taken, and we were, we lived in a little suburb, and we were, and we were just across the line into the city of Columbus. So we got taken all the way downtown in separate, you know, and then, and then like put in separate interrogation cells. We're going to put the heat on these guys. Dude, it was unbelievable because I guess they legitimately thought we were breaking in. And then, of course, we, couldn't just say, oh, we were just hanging around. Right. We had to come. We had to lie because we were in trouble. So we told him, oh, no, we're, we work here and we're supposed to come to work super early today. The place opened at like seven, you know. But even then. What the oh, hell is no, this is fun. Oh, it's Let's, you. It's yeah. your squeaker. Shh, shh, shh. That's the other fun thing my drink does. 
Is that to tell you to drink? It, it is. It, it gets a little lonely after a while, and it goes and start the air starts. Now here we go. This is fun too. <laughs> and you just can make it stop. Anyway, yeah. So uh, so that was the first time I was arrested. Did he really want to go see the salt shakers? He wanted to show me the salt shakers. They were new. I don't Man, know what it was. There was something new. It could have been the napkin holders. That's I'm like not a sure. stri- I mean, talk about from innocence being changed into something. Yeah. That's the most. That's the most dumb, boring innocent they've ever heard of. Yeah, thank you. It sounds yeah. like. I mean, even if you're in a cubicle in Skokie, yeah, that shit was boring. I mean, that's that's a. I feel like that's something you do if you're a virgin. I was. I'm not sure. But no, I probably was a virgin because I was 15 when I popped my cherry. Got it. But the other guy. We def- can tell that story. You, if you want to tell Catholic it, girl. No, um, I do want to make sure we we spend plenty of time on Skokie, though. I just threw that out there. Yeah, Where's no. Square is Skokie? It's in- Skokie is the northern suburbs of Chicago. It's the birthplace yeah, of uh, Broadway star Greg Edelman. <laughs> Another uh, old friend of mine. I'm just going to mention all my old friends. So Have you got, thought of starting a podcast Paul called, called JK's Old Pals? Called JK's Old Pals. Uh, it would just be, you talk about sort of Broadway people. It's called Simmons on Broadway. Yeah, like Little League teammates and, yeah. and whatever, yeah. And talk about salt shakers and <laughs> napkin holders. Napkin holders. We took great, great pride in our work, by the way, as bus boys. You did? Yeah. I mean, we wanted to be fast. We wanted to be efficient. We wanted to. Uh, yeah, I'm, I ran out of gas. You, you wanted. I to mean, be... fast and efficient. What else are you going to be as a bus boy? A courteous, kind. I guess courteous, respectful, kind, loyal, uh, clean. Clean is good. Um, um, uh, Prompt. Uh, un- unobtrusive. Yeah, that we weren't so good at that. Okay. Yeah, we were more into let's get it done really fast. You, whether we're drawing attention. God this, damn it! This is not an effective table. That's no, a, it's, it's not. A, a, in fact, it's not you know a table. Do, it's a music stand. Here's what you do: flip it around, flip it around, spin it around. Oh my God! Spin it. Go ahead and spin it around there, and what you can do is tip it down. You know, every time you add that effect, it sounds like you're in a porno. What kind of porno will we be in right now? Uh, I'm not going there. You're not going to go there with me? No, not with you. <laughs> I'm certainly not above pornography. Right. But just, you're not my type. I, I, just, I mean, I'm definitely some people's and definitely not some people. I'm, I'm not, like, what do you call it? What's it called when someone's uh, either a deciding factor, no, a fine line, a, a, an acquired taste. An acquired taste. An acquired taste. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought you were going to go like with a kind of a love it or hate it kind of thing, but acquired taste makes uh-huh. more sense. Yeah. yeah, like hair in your food. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I had some hair in a sandwich earlier. And enjoyed it? I and mean, I are just, you acquiring that taste? Well, I just can't believe what I saw it. I saw it was tiny, tiny, tiny hair. I'm like, how the fuck can I see that? How? how somebody, it made me think that maybe that human eyes are, it would be nice to not have seen that, you know what I mean? And just eating it? Yeah, just yeah. eating it unknown. it's not like it's going to yeah. mess up your... Ah, hair. Yeah. yeah, just a hair. Yeah. But it makes Which me... Which you probably eat, you know, on a daily basis. We I'd eat... Probably 20, 30 hairs a day. Yeah. Gnats. You ever eaten a live insect? I'm sure I you, have. You I ever mean, done it knowingly, Supposedly though? everyone has. Like on purpose? Like, yeah. oh, that looks good. Not so much good, but as like to sort of... I did it... I was camping recently, and there was a... 
I don't know if it was a mosquito, and I was so pissed at the mosquitoes being around, I figured if I ate one of them live, it would send this message. Yeah, or but, it would bite your esophagus. Yeah, and, my esophagus. You know, and swell up and you would die. I, well, I didn't die, so I, I did eat yeah, it. But, I ate it live yeah. with some mac and cheese. Yeah, but, well, the mac and cheese probably makes it slide down a little better and probably yeah. saved your esophagus. <laughs> saved my life? From the bite, yeah. Yeah, because it was, it was so again, caked in. mac and cheese saves a life. Is that a thing? It is now. Okay. Yeah, I'm not really... In, uh, I don't think that's really a... No, but nothing's a thing until it's a thing, and then and then you can say... Oh, no, yeah, so we can say here now. That wasn't a thing now. until we did it on Johnny Pemberton's podcast. And Mac now, and now, cheese now. saves a life. Again. I think it has saved some lives, because I, sometimes I feel like it's just... A, it's such a good thing. You know, people always yes. say, oh, that's unhealthy. That's unhealthy. You shouldn't do that. It's unhealthy. Yeah, well, it is. Right. But I think I think there's got to be. Do you think there's some consideration to if something makes you feel good, then it's good for you? Yes. So and and and, and it's also true that moderation in all things is right. you know a life without mac and cheese is probably not as joyous as as a life with occasional occasional mac, mac and, cheese. and cheese. Yeah, it's about drawing that line, the mac and cheese line. Yeah, it's about what you do most of the time, Johnny. And if you're healthy most of the time, then you can enjoy your occasional mac and cheese and so, not have any guilt about it. So just 51 percent. Fifty one. If you go fifty one forty nine, you know. You're a pretty healthy guy. I am. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, yes, you I brought am. you brought water in here in a bottle. Yeah. In a health sports bottle, which implies you're some sort of a sporting. Like you, you're going to be running. You're running it is around. Actually, yeah, it's one of those bottles that I put on my uh, little little bottle holder on my bicycle. Right. Yeah. But you do some pretty heavily. What's your main uh, exercise of choice? You know, actually now uh, it's boxing. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. But, but I do the kind of boxing where nobody hits me in the face. Mm -hmm. I just pay a guy to, you know, <laughs> help me, like, sweat really hard and look like I know how to box. But does not hit me in the face. You pay a guy, you hit him in the face. I pay a guy, I hit his focus mitts. Have you hit him in basically. the face at all? Yeah, but only when he asked me to, because he's an actual <laughs> fighter. So he's like, no, 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 just, you know. No, no, just, I mean, yeah, just do it. Just, just do it. Come yeah. on, just do it. I can it. take it. I, you know. I can fucking take it. <laughs> hey, just do I, it. I cannot me. take it, by the way. I, I learned that as a uh, also as a lad. Really? How yes, old you got a, hit? I have a glass skull. You got popped. When was the first time you got popped? First time I got popped was <laughs> age 14 with Dave Ford. Damn. My buddy Dave Ford and I went to downtown Columbus, again, source Man. of all bad things, uh, to see a Temptations concert. Oh, we were damn. heavily into the Four Tops and the Temps. And, uh, it's a good year for them, too, and, in the late uh, 60s. Oh, yeah. This was 68, 69. Psychedelic soul. And... Um, and it was awesome. My dad dropped us off, and his dad was picking us up. And uh, the concert was it was probably the first concert I ever went to, really. Like you know, that wasn't like a you know the orchestra with mom and dad. Four tops and, and no, temptations. It was, it was only the temptations. Temptations. We were into the both those bands. Yeah. And you know Motown in general. And um, great concert. And then after the thing, oh, and I was wearing this awesome outfit <laughs> because it was nineteen whatever sixty nine, I guess. I had, I had the flare, you know, pants. Flare pants. I had the suede jacket, and I had this, like, total pimp hat that my girlfriend, it was her hat. It was my right. girlfriend's hat. It's it was a like lady's a total hat. chick hat. But it was this black, wide brim. It was a pimp hat. Right. I basically looked like a 
blonde, blue-eyed, adolescent, 15-year-old, 14-year-old, you know, wannabe Damn. pimp who was going to a Temptations concert with, you know, six other white people and, you know, and other, otherwise black people, you know, who uh, were the Motown uh, audience. And... Uh, Love the cop. I had a great time at the concert, and they do. Oh, they're doing an encore. What, you know, dancing in the aisles, having a great time. And then after the concert, we're waiting for Dave's dad to come pick us up. And mm-hmm. this this uh, kid comes up to me, a couple years older, you know, whatever, sixteen, seventeen year old kid. Um, so just you know, hey man, that's a bad hat. And I said, oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. And he goes, let me see that hat. And then, you know, kind of reaches and takes it off my head and right. starts walking away. Ah, and, and I go, whoa, 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 wait a minute, you know. Yeah. What's up? I, 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 I mean, give me my hat back, you know. It's my hat. And I go, you know. <laughs> and I, I'm just such a dumbass. And I mean, I, I just don't live in a world where people do shit like that, and if you don't like it, they hurt you. Right. Right. Yeah. So I, I just go, oh come on, man, and I reach for the hat, and you know, boom, I'm, I'm down. He just popped you. He popped me, and then. Is like five friends were immediately around me, like, and it was a, it was a fucking beatdown. I mean, it was they it beat was, the shit out of you. Oh, it was ugly. And oh then, my god, and man! And then they they take off, and but they take off in in different directions. So I'm like semi out, damn, on the ground, bleeding on my suede, fake suede, right? I mean, it was faux suede. You can clean it, coat, <laughs> um, and. Uh, and, you know, groggy and just starting to come to. And then, like, the three guys ran this way and the other three guys ran that way. These three guys go, oh, we're running the wrong way. We need to go back with our rest of our gang. Right. They come. So all I see is three guys coming back at me like they, they haven't beat the crap out of me enough. And I kind of start getting up to try and lamely defend myself. And one guy just delivers the crowning blow on the way by. Drops me again. And, uh, and by the way, Dave, as I would have been, Dave was, you know, nowhere to be seen. I mean, why make it six against two? Yeah. You know? And um, and then uh, it'd be hilarious if Dave Ford was listening to this. Um, oh, well, can we get Dave Ford? I, yeah, I come, I come sort of back to again, and the world's largest, most intimidating black man, like six, six, you know, 300 pound, right. you know, NFL lineman type, is like lumbering towards me. And I'm thinking, oh my God, You're gonna have I gonna... really not had the shit beaten out of me sufficiently? <laughs> is this going to continue now? Yeah. And of course, you know, he leans down, helps me up. And he goes, hey man, I'm sorry about it. He said, I think one of those punks is a, you know, friend of my little brother kind of okay. whatever or something he said and he said uh, you know I know it might not make you feel a lot better but you know but I'm getting that hat back <laughs> <laughs> the hat did not come back didn't no, come back you no. can you just I don't see I, I don't that know that was the girl I lost the virginity with by the way the girl who so got the hat. The, there's the connection there. Yeah. Well, I guess you lost more than just that, didn't you? Yes, I did. I lost dun, not dun, only dun, a hat. Dun, 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 dun. That's a fucking great story. I've never been beat up. I've never even been even close to anything like that happened to me. Yeah. I don't. Not... Yeah. I feel like it's too late. If it happened to me now. Oh, you could. No, you probably piss people off enough that you could get beat up. I know I could do that, but I think if it did happen to me now, it would make me like scared to leave the house. I would just yeah. start, start getting really getting really into like bad music and just <laughs> like buying like weird like, nunchucks and sh- stuff like that. And just, but just staying home. Staying home. Yeah. Just because I think if it happens to you at that age, you can be bound from it. Right. 
But there's like, you know what I mean? There's another, like, yeah, it's like yeah. a weird thing where certain things, if they happen after a certain, it's like chicken pox. If you get chicken pox as an adult, they can it's kill not you. Good. Yeah. 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 Isn't it called the shingles? So you think if somebody hit you in the face, it would be like immediately full on agoraphobia? I think it would probably fuck me up mentally, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty alert. To, I'm pretty aware of that stuff. Though. I feel like I'm, I'm too on guard. Most, okay, this guy's coming. Okay, I got to be okay with him kicking the shit out of me. It's probably not going to happen, but if it does. But if it does? It's like that parking I, ticket thing where I always, I'm always prepared to get a parking ticket. Yeah. So if you do get one, it's like, oh, I knew this was happening. Yeah. No surprise there. <laughs> if you always count on the bad thing happening, then when the bad thing does happen, it's like, oh, yeah, I knew yeah. about it. No, I'm walking out my front door. Probably somebody will drop a piano on my head. Oh, see, I don't think about that when it's a little too. Well, now you will. Okay. See, that's the, that's the problem. There's so many different variables. It's hard to imagine all of them at the same time. I think we're working on the agoraphobia. And drinking. Mm. Uh, last time we talked on my previous podcast, which is significantly different than this one, right? Well, we talked since then, but not with headphones and you know, with headphones, you know, microphones yeah. and shit. Yeah, with headphones and microphones. So if it's not recorded, it doesn't count. Yeah, no, yeah I, I'm aware of that because I live in the 21st century. Much to my chagrin. I had to do that too. That was nice. You, you, you wish you lived in a different century. Yes, uh, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Which one? Way. And uh, I, I often thought when I was like a a hippie turned classical music dude that I was born like exactly a century too late. Really? And then, and then I let go of that for a few decades. But mm-hmm. now technology just infuriates me. It does. Yeah, because it thinks it's like your car thinks it's smarter than you are. Yeah. And your phone does shit like uh, take you like someplace like you don't want to go. You know, your phone's sitting there and then it goes beep beep and you look at it and it goes 19 minutes to home. Traffic is normal right now. And you're like, I'm not fucking going home. Yeah. You don't shut up. Leave me alone. I was riding my bike home from the gym today. My phone's in my pocket, and and it and it goes off like World War Two, like the Luftwaffe is like like <laughs> air raid alarm. Yeah, you know, wee, wee, wee. and I I'm like I never heard that sound before. Right. Our kids are off at a, at a school like sleepaway camp thing. Right. Something and oh my Re-education. god. Re-education. I I I pull over out of the. Pull out the phone. I take off my glove because you can't operate the device with a glove, glove on your hand, <laughs> and it's and it's an amber alert. All oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which. Is basically a custody battle. It is, yeah. Which is really not my business. Yeah, it's funny how those are all custody battles now. Yeah. It has nothing to do with anything, an actual... Right, it's not an axe murderer. Yeah. You it's, know, it's, it's, it's dad has the kid instead of mom. Uh-huh. And, and maybe legally that's not the right thing. Right. But mom's going to send off my everyone's iPhone to, in the state yeah. <laughs> to tell them, yeah. okay, you're going to take the kids, Jeff? Well, guess what? <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead and wait. Yeah, good luck. Amber alert! <laughs> Yeah, that's a hilarious thing to be mocking. We just did it. I guess. Kiss my ass, Amber. Actually, it's not no. so much she, uh, that as just so my Amber. phone yeah. decided well, I needed to know that. Just like it decides, you know, at random times I need to know how far it is to my house. It's well, like, I, I, I mean, I, I got here under my own power. Right. I know how far away my house is. I may be drinking the alcohol out of the bike bottle, but... Not that fucked up. We're getting there. The technology is ca- it's going to catch up eventually, and it will be inside your brain. And so then it'll be oh, it'll be really easy then. Won't well, it? and soon we won't be driving our cars <laughs> anyway. It'll all be autonomous, and, and, yeah. and your car will have to be smarter than you are. My car does shit like 
It has an adjustable suspension, right? You can uh -huh. raise or lower the. So if you're going, because it rides kind of low, but right. if you're going in like a steep driveway, you can push a button and whoop, and then you won't scrape your right. Yeah. So then, for the rest of your life, for the rest of the time you own that car, every time you come within like a couple of hundred yards of that, you know, driveway up into the Ralph's parking oh, lot. Oh, it remembers it. You can it. be going 40 miles an hour down Ventura Boulevard, and it'll either raise the suspension or it'll go meep, 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 saying, I can't <laughs> raise my suspension right now. I'm going 40 miles an hour. So out of the it's blue, like, you're driving down, you know, talking on the phone or, or oh. listening to music or, or you know, yeah. just paying attention to reality, and, you're, and you're, your car scares the shit out of you. Because it thinks you're turning into Ralph's when Because actually... it wants to let you know that it's not going to do that because yeah. it's smarter than you are. And you cannot make that feature go away. Thank you, Tesla. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 fucking bullshit. I have uh, I was looking at getting looking at getting a, a new car. I want to I want to buy a Honda Ridgeline. I don't know why, but I want to get one because of the weird name. No, because I want the that's because it's got these speakers in the bed of the oh truck. Oh my god! Just, You're buying a car based on the fucking yes, stereo. I'm not buying it yet. I'm just interested in it. Okay. Seventeen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested in it, man. Give me a break. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I don't remember what the Honda is. A fine automobile company, great. by they the way. I've had their minivans for many years. I had a Honda Accord for it's the first car I ever had. I had it for like almost 12 years, I guess. It was a great car. So you've done commercials for Bob Evans, Honda. Tesla, and now Honda. Just keeping track. Honda. If you're not driving a Honda, you might as well be driving something else. Wow, they should use that line. That's, that's pithy. Honda. If you're driving a different car, it's not a Honda. <laughs> yeah. No. But I, I was looking at this thing, I was looking at the, uh, looking at the, uh, the Honda. Can you, can you, is that something? You can, like, wear around your neck that'll do that to your voice just all the time in real life, because that would be such a... You would have a different impact on people I would, if, if I you always sounded like that. If I always was walking around, oh, uh, yeah, let me get a uh, turkey with... <laughs> you, have, you have Swiss? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, Swiss, sure, we got that. Look, I don't want, I want fucking Swiss, fuck no problem. I think that was... Um... was kind of had that look, because there was a while when I kind of had a... Uh, why does this still sound this way? effect now. Yeah, when I, would, uh, when I had my head shaved, and I would drive around listening to country music you really loud. You were trying loud. to look like me in Whiplash. You did a little homage thing with the shaved well, head thing. Well, technically this is before Whiplash, but yes, of course. That's where I stole the idea. Yeah. You stole it from me. Yeah. Well, this is. I was trying to be like a like a like a country like a like a dirty shit kicker redneck. Like kinda, a skinhead racist asshole. Well, not a skinhead. I didn't have my head well, shaved. Your it, was, head was, it was buzz. Sorry, it was buzzed. Oh well, that's dude. That is. So yeah, different. that's very different. As you're right. A guy you're who's right. Gone back and forth between buzz and shave. Have you ever done the shave? I've never done the shave. Oh, I think I would look very liberating. You would look like shit. I would look like shit. It looks, it, it's, look it's weird. It's fun. It's fun to. You're like a giant penis, and your your top of your head is very sensitive. Just like the top of that oh, other man, head. I thought about that. Yeah, and and women like want to touch it. Wow. And that can lead to, to problems. Well, I was going to say something else, but oh, lead to I sex. guess it could. You, God, you, your whole fucking outlook on life. The fear of walking out your door because somebody's going to drop a piano on your head. You got to lighten up. I think I should get a ridge line. It would help it out. The ridge line. <laughs> it, it sounds like Sam Elliott should drive it, doesn't it? Yeah. The ridge line. I drive a ridge line. Have you ever met him? 
Yes. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, that guy's got a unique place. We did a we did a movie together many years ago. Here's another plug. Underrated, underseen. It was the first movie I think I was ever in that, that went to Sundance. Right. You know, 12 people saw it. Um, it's called Off the Map. Off the Map. With, uh, Sam and Joan Allen and a brilliant performance by... Jim Truefrost. Oh, that's a cool name. Awesome in it. I always think, uh, every time I try to think of Jim's name, I think of Tim Blake Nelson, but it is not Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake it Nelson, also Jim a great guy. True hyphen Frost. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and uh, the movie's called Off the Map, and it's really good. Off the Map. I'm going to check that out. It's a little indie. Someone was told me to check out this movie called Sorcerer from don't, the 70s. Don't, don't, don't check okay, it out. Don't check it out. Okay. I'll check out Off the Map, not Sorcerer. What I was trying to tell you is that this this new Honda, all these new Hondas, they don't have a volume knob on the stereo. It's just always at eleven. It's just it's a touch screen. There's yeah. no knob. There's yeah. no like knob. No, believe me, I drive that Tesla. There's no fucking knobs anywhere. I want a and, knob. And the, and the and the touch screen is like, you know, it, again, it <sighs> thinks it's smarter than you are. So right. it's, it senses your imagination when your hand wanders near it, and it goes. Oh, you want to close the garage on your car now, or, or you know? Oh, you want to, you want to have the rear view camera while you're going eighty down the freeway? Sure, let's do that. That won't be distracting. <laughs> do you ever feel like that? Because I feel like, because uh, we're of different ages. But yeah, yes, we. I'm, I'm still... a decade older than you are. A full decade. <laughs> Jake is a full decade older than Johnny. I feel like that some of that stuff. Am I, am I being like this old curmudgeon because I want a volume knob? But I have to think, the people who make this, I mean, that just makes sense. You have a, a thing so you can quickly and easily and intuitively change this, the sound right. of the sound. Yeah. But Unless what the you're fuck? You know, the target audience for everything in the fucking universe now, and you can't be bothered to turn a knob because they're antiquated. But don't, don't, doesn't a kid want to do that same thing? Not I anymore. Can't, I Not just, anymore. They don't want to dial eleven on their amplifier. They, <sighs> want to, they want to, you know, they want to intuit. They want the amplifier to, to intuit know. how loud they want to be. Oh, the neighbors are pissed off. Dial it to eleven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, wants it to have like some sort of real-world crowdsourcing data to decide how. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the sound I make so many times every day. Sometimes it's a road rage thing. Often it's yeah. just technology. Because I want to be on the control of the thing. Yeah, no, no, no. But you got to let go of that, dude. Because by the time you're 50, you will not be allowed to like to control anything. a motor vehicle or decide anything in your life. Yeah, the insurance company is going to own everything I do. Yeah. They're going to, if I turn my music up too loud, it's going to fucking ping my doctor. <laughs> I'm going to have, to, <laughs> I'm gonna have an appointment scheduled for me. I'll be, I'll be ferried to the car. And driven there before I know, like, why am I here? Yeah, it's like, well, why, why am I here? Oh, uh, well, you Dude, listen you to music pretty loud. loud. <laughs> it's too loud. So yeah. <laughs> oh, what a great day! Well, it's gonna be cinema is gonna be gonna be really good then. Though. Oh, there will be no cinema. You Believe think me, so? I'm trying to I'm trying to cash every paycheck I can in the next five years because what I do for a living is going down the toilet. You think so, really? Yeah. yeah. What do you you think? You think in terms well, of like film? A, I mean, go to a movie theater. Yeah. First of all. You know, I mean, this is obviously a tired rant, but nobody knows how to behave at a movie theater. That is true. Yeah, that's pretty tiresome. Yeah. Someone's, I remember reading like then uh, Dave Sedaris's book years ago. He says that the French are silent 
in movie theaters. Like they what a don't utter a word. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like people are supposed to when they're sitting in an audience full of strangers right. watching anything. Be a respectful. Concert, you know, I mean, whatever it is. Obviously, I'm concert. I'm thinking, you know, like the Philharmonic. But, right. you know. I mean, obviously, you go to a, you know, whatever, Headbanger concert, it's a different vibe. You go see Pantera. You know, you go, yeah, you go see a play. I mean, going to a Broadway play anymore. Are you serious? I haven't been to Broadway shows forever. behind, you know, it's like, oh my God, Uh, you wish Nathan Lane was in the play because, because. He's so loud. Well, partly because of that, but also he's the the dude. I did a couple of shows with him in New York. And like, if somebody would be making a disturbance in the audience, he would just like stop and go, hey. Oh my God. I mean, like. That's great. Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, did, I was in a stand-up show the other day, and it was this bar, this bar, and for some reason, right, I was with the last person up, and it was uh, right as the bar was, like, opening up to other customers or some shit. Basically, but in rolls in the equivalent of a bachelorette party as I'm on stage, nice. and I'm in the middle of the story. Did you take off your shirt? <laughs> yeah, I took off my shirt. I took off my shirt. You see, oh. now, if you could do that voice thing yeah. at will. Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. Oh, I just messed it up. Hey, ladies. Do you like what you're looking at here? It's not quite fat, not quite skinny. It's something to behold. Now give me your fucking money or get the hell out. Something that like that. That shit huh? is sexy, yeah. Yeah. But I couldn't do that because not, that's not me. But either way, it was something where it was just so disruptive, so incredibly disruptive that I didn't even have... Like, I'm not even going to, you can't even, it's the kind of thing where you can't even address it. Right. Because if you, if you address it, it's just like. Then you, yeah. They, You've even, already then succumbed they, to it. Yeah, and they don't even fucking know and care. Yeah. <laughs> so I just made all these screeching sounds. Like I was, I pretended to be like a drunk white girl for like about a minute. Just like, hey, 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 making vomit sounds and stuff. Nice. And that was, that, that was the right thing to do. But that, that, that it took so much energy. To do that, and like this and is and like just... a, like a, a a drunk white like a drunk Asian girl would make those sounds differently. Well, I guess a drunk Asian girl, but I say white just because it's just... like that's what I know. Yeah, I know. Well, because that's probably what was porn in the door. Well, porn in the door, and that's why you know. College, and you're like was... me. You're a fucking homogenous waspy yeah, kind of guy. Just a waspy guy. Yeah. Well, back to that. Do you feel like you ever? Do you ever want to like adopt a tradition? Because you know, because I when I was going well, to celebrate Kwanzaa at my really? house. No. Okay. Well, so... Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I would believe it because there's parts of me where I'm like, you know what? I just think I want to start celebrating this holiday because all the holidays that my family celebrate are just boring. They're not ethnic or religious. Yeah. They're just fucking yeah, boring. consumer, normal American yeah. holiday. Like, you I, do this. Really, mostly when I was a kid, I was about that age that I was sort of coming to terms with, wait a minute, I'm just, uh, I'm this kind of boring, waspy guy, and there's all these ethnicities and mm-hmm. stuff that are that are that are you know have more tradition and are just more interesting you know right but what i tried to do was just get into the pants of girls from those ethnicities okay it was like a haitian girl yeah. an italian girl you know and i thought that you know when i was following my 15 year old dick around that just seemed like the best way to sort of soak up if you will yeah that vibe. I did that. I definitely did that. I went to college in Florida. There's a lot of, yeah, lot yeah. of, a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, well, did you did you land on that or no? 
Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, so so you have eth- is there ethnicity in your household other than sort of homogenous? No, my household is we're uh, albinos. Okay. Basically, I mean, my kids uh, soak up more sunscreen than any two kids in <laughs> Southern California. There, my wife is also blonde and blue-eyed and okay. fair-skinned and uh, lovely, much lovelier than I. Um, Doesn't take much. Also shorter. And uh, and yeah, our kids are like are like very very white children. Got it. Yeah. So you guys, but but that being said, like, so you didn't have any tr- weird any specific traditions growing up and stuff. Did you, did you ever think like, oh, I want to impart something on my kids that's like a oh, we do this thing that's harkens back to some bullshit Scottish thing or well, yeah, something? No, that, no, not not really? not no. I mean, you know, we do stuff like some of the traditions that my parents had and the traditions that right. our parents had with like whatever the stock. And you know, paint the Christmas turkey and this and that, painting the turkey purple and <laughs> stuffing it with the nuts and bolts and you know, yeah, the usual stuff. Find the nut, yeah, but nothing, nothing like nothing sort of weirdly. Because I was, I grew up Catholic and I always thought it'd be cool to um, just start celebrating all the saints' holidays because basically you have there's like one every day, yeah, every day, yeah, or and there's like at least, at least a quarter of the year or more are some big ones. It's like really not that hard to be a saint, it seems, because there's a fucking billion of them, right? Well, I mean, you, are, are you figuring you're probably, they'll probably just make you a saint at some point? Maybe yeah, I'll, be, I'll be the saint of saint celebration. <laughs> there you go. He's the guy. Saint Johnny, the saint, saint of saint celebration. Didn't work, didn't work a day in his life. <laughs> the man so dedicated to celebrating the lives of the saints, he didn't work a fucking day. <laughs> Why are they kill? Who's watching the children? Not daddy. Now, which priest or nun are you are you uh, imitating that that's my uses imp- the F word in there? Oh, that's my impression of a drunk Irish woman who's shaming everyone she knows. Okay, right. like oh, oh, J.K. driving around his bicycle with your with your iPhone. Where are the kids? Where are they? Not being watched by him. He's They're off. at sleepaway camp, oh, oh, bitch. That's what you think. That's what you think, Mister. Well, that's what I thought until the Amber Alert like almost knocked my dick off. And I thought, oh, God, I hope it's not the school calling saying the camp burned down. And You'd be lucky if to have are... your dick knocked off. <laughs> you, you should. You know what? In many ways, that would simplify life, wouldn't it? Yeah. Just this being a eunuch. There are, there are people who, I think, chemically castrate themselves with like, antidepressants just because it's like, wow, this is so great. This I have is no desire. Easier. Yeah. Yeah. No desire. Does it, it goes away when you're like 65, right? Doesn't it? I'll, I'll, I'll let you know in a, like three and a half years. Really? Yeah. Are you going to retire? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you looked around like no, maybe. Dude, believe me, there's a part of you that's like Lake in Montana, 12 yeah. months a year. I'm ready. Um, I think but, you'll scale uh, back maybe or no? Because I think retirement's you know a joke. I've actually done. scaled back. I mean, like, one of the best benefits of getting all that attention, whatever it was, a year and a half ago, is mm-hmm. it's like, I'm working less. Because it's like, I don't have to work all the time yeah. now. I mean, it's like, I'm pretty sure I'll have a job. Yeah. So my wife is editing her movie right now, and I'm like, great, I'll take three months off. And nice. And hang out and take care of stuff and go get you an iced tea. And you can edit. Of course, I'm in the movie. So, you know. Okay, that helps. It's not like, a, you know. And I, you can I mean, write, I'm a human being. I never do anything completely selfless. You know. You can write it off. She's making me look good, and I can write it off. Yeah. That's the key. I want to yeah. have a lifestyle that's everything is write offable. That's my goal. That's good. Well, I hope Uncle Sam is listening because. Uh, well. I feel an audit headed in your direction. That's what the thing is. I want to be audit proof. I want it to be legitimate right. so write offs. Like, like that iced tea you get her. 
That's a legit write-off. So it's, absolutely. It's a professional yeah, expense. That's what She's, I want. i got to start putting those on the corporate card, man. You I pay cash for those. That's stupid. You're right. Yeah. She's editing the movie that I'm in. That's a, that's a business expense. I would well, buy, how is it not? I, I, I love making a good business expense. Yeah. Buying stuff for a friend, business expense. Sure, because he's in the business. I was going to ask you about that, and now I am going to ask you. I remember the first interview I ever had was with a band, Medeski, Martin, and Wood, years ago in college. I listened to it, and before every question, I said, I want to ask you about, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm being so redundant. I'm, I'm literally... I want to ask you about uh, redundancy and question asking. Yeah, but the, because uh, the Oscar thing, the Academy Award, so is that something where it's sort of essentially... Like it's, it has obviously it has changed things quite a bit, right? Because it it creates this like massive ray of attention. Do you find it annoying to some extent? <laughs> uh, there's, I'm sure there's a way to finesse an answer to that question where I don't sound like a whining prick, you know? Well, I mean, but, I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, sure. There are aspects of that that are annoying because it's because there's, you know, a lot more people saw me. You know, stand up on stage and talk for forty seconds and get a trophy. Then saw the movie. Then saw the movie. Yeah. Or then have seen like all of my movies. Right. You know. So so to you know going through that whole thing, you know, quote unquote awards season and and doing uh you know really really for the first time you know for me because I because for you know nobody cared nobody wanted me to do that for most of my career and then and then I kind of shied away from it as much as nobody I could. wanted you to do what. To do like press and be promoting stuff because I'm pl I'm number nine on the call sheet, you yeah. know, so so it just wasn't you know demanded of me that much, right? And then and I and I you know I never it was just never my thing. It was always so, someone else's job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when people did start wanting me to do that, I kind of went, nah, no, thank you. I, mm -hmm. I'll just I like I'd rather go home and be with my wife and kids, right? And. Um, and then with Whiplash for a variety of reasons, because I, I loved the movie and I loved Damien and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I, 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 sort of, I decided, OK, I'm going to embrace this whole ride and do everything people want me to do. Right. You know, do the press and the festivals and the screenings and the and the whatever. And uh, go with well, the flow. I'm, I'm sure I had a point when I started that little well, diatribe. But, uh, well, I, I guess because you, you were saying how you don't want to seem like an asshole, but to some extent it is annoying, but also... Is it was it was a result of you kind of like going with the flow of it, right? Instead of yeah, and it, and it was a result of being a part of a brilliant right. thing, brilliant you know, thing, which yeah. is which was always you know and continues to be, you know, what I'm trying to do, what right. I'm looking for, what I'm hoping to do, whether it's a you know a brilliant, funny thing or a brilliant, whatever scary thing or you know dramatic thing or whatever it is. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I mean, and I'd always sort of, here, we'll go, we'll do, we'll tell another story from when I was like 11 years old. Yes. My dad was yes. a music teacher, uh, general, junior high general music teacher in Detroit. And, um, or no, this is right after we moved to Ohio. Now he's a college music teacher. Mm -hmm. And one weekend he was going away and, and I was, I was like, yeah, probably 11. I'm like, you know, where's dad? Why is dad not here mm -hmm. to, you know, play with me and throw a baseball or, you know, do dad type stuff? And he was adjudicating at a, like, festival, music festival of, like, high school choirs and, and you know, judging yeah. them. And I, and I was like, 
I, I, did, I just did not understand that. Uh-huh. I was like, wait, there, what? How does he, it's a contest, uh-huh. but they're not like running a race or playing a sport or so choirs sing and one of them gets a, you know, Is the best. gold medal and one gets silver, one gets bronze and... and I, I, it was just a concept that was just like I, I did not get, and and once I sort of understood it, I was like, "That's bullshit. <laughs> that's not that's not competition. That's art, you know." And uh, and I and I maintained that oh, okay. uh, that adolescent attitude my whole life, you know. I was oh, like, that I makes mean, sense. I, you know, I, I you know when I was on Broadway, I wasn't like yeah. going to the Tonys every year, and and I mean, I just I just sort of you know continue to think, obviously, uh, you know. As a, you know, creative artiste, mm-hmm. you know that that that's not sort of the be all end all. That's not what it's about, and, and um, it's definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, when I was a kid, I was really into rock climbing. That was sort of it's, it's sort of parallel, but that was a thing. When I first learned, like, oh, there's rock climbing competitions, and the guy who taught me was like, yeah, you can kind of do that if you want to. I mean, it's that's not something I'm really into, but uh, you can be really into it. But also, yeah, well, rock it doesn't matter. Is generally, more of a Zen kind of exactly. A thing, right? That's yeah. why I, I always looked at it that way. It's about hanging out and being. It's about friend, com, being friends with people, and it's like a very much uh, collaborative kind of thing. Yeah. And the idea that it's a contest based on this thing that seems so amorphous to that, yeah. um, I just didn't. It kind of like pissed me off. I was like, "That's bullshit." Yeah. I don't want to. You don't want to compete for. But at the same time, there's also all these things. That if you can't, if you can't like, uh, not regulate, if you can't, what do you, what do you, what do you call it? When you, when you, if you, if you can't ascribe some sort of, um, points to something that has trouble to get, right. uh, attention on it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, what, what, is this movie good? Well, okay, well, yeah, it's one of the top ten movies. For, yeah. yeah, it has to have like these, has to have accolades, has to have something that you can latch a pin a medal onto. If you well, can't pin a medal onto it, then it's sort of like, does it exist? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, I mean, and that's, you know, really with, I mean, I was kind of on the coattails of other movies that got a lot of attention, like Juno and this and that, whatever. But really with Whiplash was the first time that I went, okay, I'm going to get over myself and my, my you know, I mean, I, my philosophy hasn't really changed, right. you know, but, you know, for for the good of the movie and mm-hmm. Damien and Miles and and uh, and getting the movie seen and uh, and you know for self-serving reasons too right. uh, uh, I'm going to you know hire a publicist for the first time and and do the whole day. So that was the first time you hired and a publicist? I'm, yeah. And wow. and if I'm if I'm going to do that I'm not going to you know, be a curmudgeon about it and drag yeah. my feet. I'm, I mean, if I'm going to do it, I'll do it. And uh, my publicist, Lisa Casteller, was you know has been awesome and like totally gets it. And, right. You know, has clients that you know love the whole publicity thing and has clients that are you know very reticent about it. And I hate it. Blah blah blah. Yeah. I, I mean, I've actually gotten to the point now after doing you know some talk shows and doing really mm-hmm. all of it. You know, I mean, standing up on stage, having somebody hand me a trophy. Um, where I've reached a relative level of comfort with it. I mean, the first time I was on a talk show, I I, I was physically like like I like I thought I might faint or really? have a stroke. Which or one was that? Something. Uh, the first big one I did, I think, was Kimmel. Okay. And that was and that was before. Was that before Whiplash? I think it was. You mm-hmm. know. 
and uh, and but you know, I mean, he's super mellow and yeah, super, he's super, you know. Chill. But it's just a, it's just so weirdly different from anything I'd ever done before. And and you know, now I mean, you know, part of the good news of of you know my post Whiplash you know era is. Uh, you know, I feel reasonably comfortable on those, you know, I can just go and I foolishly still just try and go have a conversation, you know. <laughs> well, well, they want to play a game with you, right? They want to do some bullshit where they affect your voice and stuff like that. They yeah, want to like, some like, hey, we're going to have you on this. <laughs> what was that? Although, man, we're like a little fucking elephant now. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah. Well, you sorry. I just completely derailed you, but yeah, but that's because we're we're having an actual conversation, right. as meandering and insipid as it may be at times. It's Let's, moderately entertaining, at least to me. I'm, I'm sitting here fucking swinging my feet back and forth like a nine year old having a great time. Yes, that's the other thing I, I made me think about with the uh, with regards to the Oscar thing and whiplash and things, and what you're talking about. Well, because I've, I've, I've seen a good deal of your work, but not all, not all of it. You know, no, I haven't seen the fuck you. Hey, you know, I probably have actually seen less. Probably seen not not a whole lot of it, but you know, I've seen enough of it to know. And I'm an actor, you know that. I, I, <laughs> I did. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 I knew yeah, that. yeah, sure. But there's of something like with Whiplash. It was something where I'm seeing you in there. And I'm like, oh, this is J.K. Like this is this is it's not you obviously but it's this extension of you because I remember like when we would do publicity for Family Tools which is a show that no one knows even exists. That's where I know you from. Yeah, it was, right. we did we did a whole series on ABC together. Yeah, yeah. nine big episodes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did ten, ten man. Oh, ten, ten, ten big yeah. episodes. <laughs> ten, yeah. Yeah. yeah, nine, nine big, one tiny. <laughs> but that was a thing. I remember when we did like the the TCAs or something like the, or whatever. It was some publicity thing. I remember you showing up being like, how long do I have to be here? <laughs> and you showed up. I'm pretty sure you showed up in all black workout gear. Like it was something where I was like, this guy. Like, like Jack LaLanne. It was the precursor to Whiplash. Okay. Yeah. Was, that must have been it. Probably, yeah. You showed up and it was like, this guy does not want to be here. Um, and I, I totally understood why. Because to me, I feel like a comedian, that kind of stuff, it just feels like, oh, so am I supposed to make fun of literally everything I'm doing? <laughs> like, cause that's what I always want to do. Yeah. Like, do, do something to where someone's going to tell me, no, don't do that. Right? <laughs> okay, so do it more. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about all that stuff. Yeah. And it like, takes every ounce of restraint I have to but just course- to rein it in and to not to not say something, the worst thing ever. And whether you're aware of it or not, I, I'm certain that you signed a contract this promising is, that you would never do that. Yeah, I guess I did. Yeah. And we so, also signed a contract saying any mail that comes to us at Disney, they can open and answer. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. God. Yeah. Well, it wasn't really an issue, was it? <laughs> wasn't a whole lot of fan mail company for I'm that sure, show. I'm sure there are bags of fan mail with family tools written on them in the, in, oh, God. In the basement somewhere. All from like Serbia and Montenegro and stuff <laughs> from, like that. From Maximum yeah. security prison. <laughs> Your show taught me how people are supposed to act. <laughs> you taught your show. I learned a lesson every ten episodes. Your show helped me recover from massive head trauma. <laughs> its simple plot lines and easy to understand words allowed me to relearn the English language in a way that I did not have before. 
I don't really feel that way. There's a lot of TV shows where, like, this TV show is basically meant for people who are recovering from head injuries in <laughs> right. hospitals. Or they, immigrants learning English. Yeah. 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 Simple, slow, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about it. It's not meant for anything else. But I remember being at that TCA's with you and seeing you kind of like, just because... You just didn't want to be there because yeah. it's because it sucks, and I don't think you did stay there very long because you didn't have to. And I'm, I'm thinking sure like I fulfilled my obligation. Yeah, you fulfilled my obligation. Got the hell out of there. But then seeing you in Whiplash, I was like, oh, this is like that. This is a similar tone of character in there. It's like the intensity of that, but built on something that's passionate as opposed to being like. So I'm like, oh, what are you passionate about? Oh, not doing publicity. <laughs> but but <it's, laughs> he's passionate about music. Because I I grew up playing in a jazz band. Like I played bass in a jazz band for like I don't know eight years or so. So I kind of I just know a touch of that world yeah. enough to know like oh that's these are real guys. This is a real deal. A good friend of mine went to music school and they have always they call them jazz Nazis. It's all these guys yeah, who are just yeah. like fucking. That's all they do. Oh, the response from like people who who like. Any from any level, from like the level that you were, yeah. you know, playing to to like you know, the elite. You know, I mean, the musicians that I would talk to, especially jazz musicians, that I would talk to would be like, mm -hmm. "Damn, man, it, you know, you nailed because it. because the the one of the problems Damien had with selling the script in the first place, mm -hmm. getting it made, which is why we had to make a short film featuring. Johnny Simmons. God, okay, I'm ready. It's, yeah. it's written down See, again. We go full circle Third there. Time. Yeah, um, he played uh, the uh, he played Andrew Neiman in the in the short film. Um, but uh, the point being, uh, Damien was having trouble selling people. First of all, on a movie about a jazz drummer, right? Where the climactic you know sequence is 15 minutes of a drum solo. Mm -hmm. And uh, second of all, everyone was like, "This is." Like way too over the top. I mean, some wow. music teacher is going to be like people in show business were like, "This is wow. just unbelievable." And every musician you talk to goes, "Oh yeah, it's right on." I had a dude like that, right or on. dancers, or mm -hmm. you know, I mean, people make the sports metaphor too. I mean, you know, like yeah. my high school football coach was that level of fucking maniac intensity. You know, but it feels like it's even more mani maniacal in the music world because. With sports, they have this physical realm right. to it, but there's not that yeah, that component there isn't there with music. It's yeah. like this so precise. Well, that was the thing. Seeing you in that role, this is like the long, the longest point I'm trying to get at, is you're playing like pretty close. There's like something about that role that was. There's obviously. I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but that's it's, you're wrong. Not yet. Oh, thank you. No, go ahead. <laughs> finish, then I'll tell you. It's a close. It's close to home in terms of. Uh, like some sort of like id of your of your mind, and I always think about with that. Like I've heard a lot of actors talk about how they essentially I don't want to say they dis dislike themselves, but they sort of find themselves disinteresting because they're not like they don't have their the content of their lives is kind of uh, it's just for lack of a better word, it's kind of boring. Like you don't ha you didn't have a lot of interesting things going on when you were younger or coming up. So when it, what ends up you, what you end up doing is adopting. Taking out playing these bold characters, and the reason you're able to do it so well is because it's that it becomes the content of your life is playing this character. Well, uh, you're wrong. Okay. I mean, you're done now, right? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, it's totally wrong. Got it. Um, there was uh, no. There's of course truth to that, and right. and uh, um, I uh, you know without getting too fucking actory and. Weird. Uh, um, I'll, I'll rein you in. I'll you cut know. your mic if you get too accurate. <laughs> or, or make it make me sound like Alvin again. Yeah. Um, uh, 
you know, I, I, I read a script, I either like it or I don't like it, but that's kind of just the beginning of it because, you know, uh, there's, there's stuff that I read that I go, wow, this is great, mm -hmm. but I'm... It's not me. It's not me. Yeah. And... And I wish it was because it's really good, and I'd love to do it, but I'm not going to be good in this. Yeah. You know? And then there's a script that I read, like like uh, um, like Whiplash, like uh, like uh, the the Aaron Sorkin's original play, A Few Good Men, which I got to do in oh, wow. New York, which which oh, cool. I, I read, and I w I was like, I totally get this guy. Yeah. Not that you know, I mean the way the way you just were talking about it is something that I honestly hadn't occurred to me that that directly you know whether he's you know whether that's part of my you know id or or, or a significant part of the, the core you know of who i am mm -hmm. it's just a guy who a guy that i understand yeah a guy that i get and every word that comes out of his mouth is not that it's me but it's i understand it i get it it's like a version of you that's yeah, I, I guess. I mean, if it's something you relate to and understand, then I guess it's yeah, it's within mm -hmm. it's within you know, it's an aspect of you. Yeah. yeah. See, I always think about because there's some characters I've played where I I want to play this character even when the camera stops. Like it feels good to be in it. Like it feel it just feels so good to live in that character because when you're a character, you kind of have this you have this uh, advantage over everything because you have all the answers, right? If you're playing a character, if I'm playing some sort of cowboy walking on the street, how I talk to everybody, I know exactly how I talk to anybody about yeah. anything I'm asked. Yeah. Whereas Johnny Pemberton is like he doesn't know most of the time. He's not really <laughs> sure what to do because he's like kind of this, kind of that, a little this, a little yeah. that, but yeah. not really anything concrete. But when you're playing like someone like uh, Fletcher, Fletcher, right? From yeah. like that guy, it's like he's he's like he's always on his best day in a way like you feel like you always have the answer well i guess what i'm mainly asking is that character is so intense it reminds me of other characters like i mean it's a cliche thing to say but when heath ledger played the joker that's like a very intense character you can tell he definitely loved living in that character yeah. was that something where after that movie was finished did you have sort of like a little bit of a fallout because it just felt it, it must have felt really good to play that character. It must have, like it been really fulfilling and yeah, yeah, and 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 it absolutely was. And and we shot that movie in nineteen days. Oh shit, that was fast, crazy. Oh yeah. man. So at the end of that shoot, and and you know, I mean, I was you know, Miles Teller is the star of the movie. He's he's in every scene of the movie, right? So you know, he's the one that well, and the crew obviously, Damien. I mean, everybody else. Like mm -hmm. like I was, I had two and a half days off, you know, or, um, and, and days when I wasn't working, you know, but by the end of that shoot, you know, we were shooting, uh, days into nights and, you know, yeah. 16, 17 hours straight. And as Miles once said in an interview, you know, it, towards the end of the movie where he's, you know, I'm beating them down literally, well, not literally, but you know, oh, there's the big drum off yeah, and he's right. like exhausted. He was like, yeah, it's, it's actually easier to just be exhausted than yeah. to play exhausted, you know, than <laughs> those times. Um, the point being, at the end of that shoot, I was just like, fuck, man, I need to lie down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, and it was, you know, the shoot itself was in a way weirdly unintense because, the you know, the characters were so intense, the uh -huh. the, the, the situations, the relationships was were so intense that... Um, that in between takes, and partly just because of who Miles is and who I am and the way we kind of, you know, 
gelled together, you know. I mean, uh, Damien would say cut, and and we'd just immediately start dicking around like a couple of eighth graders, mm-hmm. and, you know, um, cutting class and, you know, smoking cigarettes in the pines. Um, so the vibe was actually not nearly as intense as uh, as the movie was. You know? right. What I missed was the music, really. Okay. Because I'd never been, I mean, I'd studied classical music, and I'd been a singer and a composer and all this, and I thought at one point in my life, you know, that I might be a conductor, mm-hmm. which was, by the way, another fucking, you know, Just moment alert. of synchronicity, because because... This is going to be a digression, and then you have to remind me where what the point it was I was trying to make. Right. When I first met Damien, uh, we I had read the script for the short and the full length feature, and mm-hmm. we made the short fifteen months before we made the feature, and uh, you know wanted to meet, sit down, talk about it. You know, I wanted to do it, he wanted me to do it, and uh, and the the first thing he said was, "I don't want you to be intimidated by the." The musical aspects of it, he said, you know, we'll, we'll get a, we'll have a technical advisor who can help teach you some basic conducting stuff. <laughs> we'll have body doubles, yeah. you know. And he said, he said, I, I, I don't, and I was like, dude, I, I got my college degree in conducting, and, and, and you know, there's this, this like sort of, you know, kismet, you know, yeah. look came across his face, and he was like, and he wrote it. He didn't write it for me, but when Jason Reitman suggested me for it, he he jumped at the idea. Mm-hmm. He did write it for Miles Teller, and he okay. didn't know that Miles had been playing drums since he was 15 years old. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Well, shit. I mean, he was playing cheesy rock and roll. Yeah, but you know, he yeah. just like wanted to be in fucking Nickelback. But you know, <laughs> but he was. I mean, he knew. You know, yeah. and he worked hard. You know, turning his modest skills into you know, credible jazz skills for you know for six weeks before we shot and. Blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I think I made my digression point, and then I was on my way to another point, which I guess, was, I don't know. Which was, uh, did you have to check into rehab after the show, or did you want to have to God, check into like rehab? the fucking ninth person this week that's ragging on me about checking into rehab. What the fuck, man? I'm in control. I'm Look, fine. An intervention comes from all sources. It doesn't control sources. me. I drink as much as I want to drink. What do you like to drink? You know, just anything. What do you mean, just anything? That's not true. Liquid. I like to drink liquid. I, as a matter of fact, I only drink liquid. That's okay. All I drink. What about? Well, you have ice in there. That's a solid form of liquid. No, I, I, but I'm not drinking the ice. When the ice melts, it is then water. So I'm drinking a liquid. You never sucked in an ice cube? But maybe. Maybe sounds like yes. I, maybe sounds like maybe, bitch. You know, maybe sounds a fucking why lot the, like yes. Why is everybody on me about this? Hesitation is yes. <laughs> See now that's. That's the. Uh, That's the essence no, of acting. I was going to get into a whole date rape thing, but I, uh, yeah, you know what? that does. It's not a hilarious topic. I got to so. admit that does sound pretty date rape yeah. contingent, and I'm, yeah. I'm not. I'm advocating that. Johnny's not that way, folks. Johnny's not that way. That's the name of this podcast. You're listening to Johnny's Not That Way, <laughs> where Johnny Pemberton disproves common uh, th- misconceptions. misconceptions. <laughs> That's the word about his persona. Yes, yes. Um, let me just look at my notebooks. If there's anything else I want to ask you here. Um, did you do? Do you feel like you operate the level of systems analyst or tribe? <laughs> oh, tribe for sure, dude. Tribe, okay, you're a tribe yeah. guy. Yeah. Um, are you more into smoothies or juice? Neither. Neither. No, if I, I Neither. drink, I drink liquids, as as we've right. established. Whether I might suck on ice cubes or not is is immaterial. Um, no, if I'm gonna have like fruit, ah, just eat it. What about protein? Well, I eat protein too. So that's a smoothie. Oh, like you mean like some like like a fucking bean and meat smoothie? No, no, no. like, like you, you know, berries. You just eat your food. No, eat some berries. 
It's better for you. Yeah, but sometimes you, know you don't what? have time. All right. All right, okay. Yeah, in the morning. Yeah, the morning. I sometimes will make a smoothie for my daughter because it's hard to get anything in her in the morning before school. Uh -huh. So I'll get some strawberries and bananas and throw them in the uh, blender, and, and, I, and I will make a smoothie. And, and you'll yes, eat I confess, I sometimes indulge in a little bit of the smoothie myself. Yeah. All right, okay. Okay. I said it. I do smoothies. Okay. Um, have you ever used a bath bomb? I don't know what that is. There you go. That sounds like a yes. <laughs> sounds like denial of bath bomb is embarrassed to talk about it. Do you have any movies that are on your IMDb roster that have been in post for like seven years and keep rising to the top? Boy. <laughs> Has anyone noticed that? You know that? what? There was, one, there, there was one I was actually, I'm embarrassed yeah. to say, looking at my IMDb right. uh, earlier today because... Uh, because partly because of that reason it's like i get confused yeah you know and uh first of all i go it's pretty easy for me to check my imdb because i just put in jk mm -hmm. and i'm either the f sometimes i'm the second depending on how hot jk rolling is okay i didn't, I didn't give a moment but yeah, I'm, she wrote those I'm, movies. I'm one of the first two that pops up and then i can just go you know easy. yeah and there was a there was a cartoon here we go sam elliott reference Ooh. there's a cartoon called rock dog Sounds badass. That I did a voice in, that Sam did a voice in, that several great people did voices in, that I thought was coming out next year, mm -hmm. and I was looking at my, you know, whatever, projects in development or upcoming, yada, yada, and, uh, and I was like, why the fuck is Rock Dog not in there? And that, so then I had to, this was so annoying, I had to actually type in Rock Dog. You did it? I, I did. Mm -hmm. Rock Space Dog, and, and went to Rock Dog, and it said... It was in my little filmography as having already come out. Oh. But then at the, at the, on the headline, it says expected February 2017. So I, 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 don't, I don't know. Why did I? That was really a boring story. Rock Dog, February 2017. Rock Dog. Everybody check it out. Let's, let's get some announcer voices here. Rock Dog. If you don't check out we're coming out 2017, it's Rock Dog featuring J.K. Simmons, Sam Elliott, and a kid named Benji. It's his first job ever, but he's going to do a good job because his mom is right on set, and she's saying, Benji, you better fucking she's land that mark in the whip. She's cracking the whip. Sounds better when you say she's cracking the whip. She's cracking the whip. That's so low, that's like the resonating frequency of the earth. Yes. <laughs> yeah, now say something. No. <laughs> now say something. Maybe. Okay. Well. Well, um. You are 17. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've still got it. <laughs> you know, this the show that's coming out, it's the show Son of Zorn I'm doing. Yes, I heard there was a show coming out that you're on, Johnny. Please tell us about it's, it. It's a show called Son of Zorn. It's on Fox. Do you know how old the character I play is on the show? I'm guessing 17. 17, man. <laughs> 17. Wasn't that the, the age of the character you played in the show we did together 12 years ago? Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Awesome. And even then it was like, I was put, they wanted to do 16. I'm like, just push it. <laughs> make him like a little bit developmentally just delayed maybe can make him 21 he's just 21 but he's a simple kid he doesn't know a whole lot he's simple that would be i would love to play that just kids who are like is he he's uh he's is mentally he, retarded is he 14 or is he 38 he's 38 but he's got, he's got a weird brain thing he's not <laughs> mentally retarded it's just he has this weird thing where he just doesn't pro progress it's you like know, a block my, my friend uh, speaking of television sitcoms mm -hmm. my friend bill fagerbacki 
God, that's a good name. It's an awesome name. That's a name you uh, gotta love and hate at the same time. Well, if you're a six foot seven inch Viking, nobody makes fun of it. <laughs> he, uh, Bill was uh, Bill. Well, first of all, Bill is the voice yeah. of uh, Patrick Starr on SpongeBob. Oh, well, there you so go. everybody yeah. in the universe loves him. Jesus. Uh, Fifteen years ago or whatever, he was Dauber Dubinsky on Coach. Oh, for like fucking nine years. Yeah, yeah. Big, I love tall, that blonde. character. Yeah, Bill. Yeah, I didn't know so he was that's star. That's Bill funny. Fagerbaki. God, um, he's the best character. And his and he's a giant. Yeah, right? he's six six foot seven inch Viking. He plays a dummy his, in Coach. His, so, yeah, yeah. The mother of his children was like a five foot eleven inch blonde woman. Mm -hmm. So he has these two daughters who were you know tall. They're right? tall. And when they were little, they were like you know one and a half years old, and they were, you know, normal, regular, smart, fun, one and a half year olds, but they looked like they were four. Oh. So people treated them like they were, oh, what a sweet little, poor, retarded child. I thought they were you know? simple. I was like, dude, she's 18 months, okay? She's not supposed to be, you know, speaking in complete sentences yet, been... so you want to cut her some fucking slack? <laughs> she's just been drinking a lot of whole milk. <laughs> <laughs> the Midwestern whole milk diet. Whole milk and jello. Oh. Jello, gotta have some Jello mold because uh, that's your uh, that's your salad. That's your salad is a little Jello with some oh, yeah. like cottage cheese and maybe a maybe a canned peach and maybe like a piece of lettuce yeah. underneath it. Yeah, underneath it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna eat that shit. I would eat it. I used to eat the parsley garnish. I love the parsley garnish, dude. No, parsley's good. Well, it probably freshens up your breath. Freshens your breath. It's got the herbs. Herbs are good. Yeah, dude. Herbs, herbs good, dude. Herbs are good, dude. Uh, JK, is there anything you want to say before I cut your mic? Please don't cut my mic. Okay. Um, is there anything... Um, no, that's just what I wanted to say doing... before you cut my mic. I thought it would be like a comic thing where I would say, please don't cut my mic. And, no. then, and then, like, as I'm finishing the word mic... I just read a, a great uh, famous last words. Ooh. And it was a Civil War general, not not a super famous one. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, his, but his famous last words were, they were being attacked, uh, or whatever, might have been War of 1812, but it was, right. you know, one of those. Ancient and, days. And, and his, you know, troop was, was under attack, and, and everybody's, you know, scattering for cover. But, like, the enemy is, like really far away right and this guy's last words were they couldn't hit an elephant from this di <laughs> <laughs> and they took one in the face they couldn't hit an elephant from this distance they didn't get distance out no uh, we assume that's what he was going to say maybe because maybe he's going to say they couldn't hit an elephant from this dick <laughs> yeah maybe probably not though is there again, anything cool that uh, people should know about that's coming out in the next well, six months to a year? Um, oh, sure. We're going to plug shit. There's or just a tell me. I want to see The Accountant coming out. The Accountant. Uh, Ooh, that sounds cool. Next wait, wait. month. That's the one. That's that's a bunch of people are in that, right? Bunch of people are in it. Uh, it's uh, Ben Affleck and Anna Kendrick. And, is this the uh, one that has the Radiohead song as the, in the trailer? Maybe I'll play the song. I don't do trailers. Uh, you don't do trailers? Uh, no. What are you talking about? You don't do I trailers. I hate trailers. Oh, there's serious? the whole movie. Great. Thank you. Yeah, um, I guess that's true. Or, oh, there's the six it. funny bits in the movie that I'm going to go see, and it turns out it's, it's not crap. even a comedy. Um, well, but it's a, it's a really good movie. It's a, and it's Ben and Anna Kendrick and John Bernthal, who is like such a good actor. I think this is in the trailer. I think they used the Radiohead song. I'm not going to play any more of it because I don't want to get sued. But um, 
Yeah, I think I sure. saw a trailer for that. It looks really, it looks trailer. fucking badass. Yeah, it's like it a is, born, it's, it's like, like a born a, movie, right? It's well, like a, it's a really combination, really interesting combination of, of whatever genres, I guess, and and it, it's always a good thing to me, whatever. Uh, blah blah blah, but yeah, you sound like a dumbass. It's, when, when it's hard to stick a movie into a genre, I mean, whatever you yeah. do a superhero movie, it's a superhero movie. But I think when it's hard to you know stick a movie in a genre, or when it's an, an interesting sort of blend of you know dramedy, statement movie, action movie, this that character study, yeah. you know, um, which I think this this movie uh, honestly is, and it's it was a rare opportunity for me to be in a movie with like they never let more than one like bald white guy old fart character actor be in the movie yeah so i never get to work like with john lithgow oh, or yeah. jeffrey tambor uh -huh. or and then well, all three of us are actually That's in this crazy. movie which yeah, is they're... just bizarre you spend the how same... are they going to tell us apart i i don't know well they'll play it in america maybe they will hopefully here's a here's an old school agent describing that movie it's a thriller. Okay, next. <laughs> it's a thriller. Right, That's what yeah, he means. He means it's, it's a, a thriller. It's a thriller. Next. JK, thanks for coming live to tape. My pleasure. AKA the Executive Buffet with Johnny Pemberton here on the Fair Audio Network. Uh, you want to just signify that nothing recorded here today has been altered or edited in any way? Uh, nothing. What he altered, said. yeah. But yeah. Admit, no, no editing. Hasn't isn't been that, edited yet. Isn't that a cool thing we're doing here? Yes. Okay, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Good night. Good night. Good night.